Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn and Bone Daddy as your hosts, we wish to help you as players and game masters, or as we say, story weavers, for the, from the aspiring to the veteran, with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. So grab a beverage, sit with us, and remember, steal everything, and have fun. One of the biggest things that we emphasize on this podcast for Dungeons and & Dragons and TTRPGs in general is the roleplay aspect. That is, getting into character, sharing amazing dialogue amongst friends, and creating those incredible memories through the stories that you and your table create. And on that note, today we have one of the absolute best guests to help us become better players and better story weavers through our roleplay. For the past two decades, our guest has been teaching acting, musical theater, private lessons, and specialized workshops with almost 30 years in over 60 productions throughout 40 countries, including select credits such as Cats, Grease, My Fair Lady, Beauty and the Beast, A Christmas Carol. He has worked with the world's largest producers of musicals, Disney and Cameron McIntosh. He is the creator of all things off the beaten path musical. Please welcome lyricist, lyrical supervisor, owner, operator, and playwright, the Tory Doctor. Thank you for I coming sound on. So impressive. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, oh, I want to listen to this guy. This guy sounds awesome. He knows sounds what he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I I I loved doing all the research on you and you know especially like i said in in the bonus content that i loved watching off the beaten path and i just kind of had to do a a deep dive of everything and so learning about you and learning your story and just wanting to learn from you has been already a good experience and then being able to just say hi hello i'm on a zoom call with tori doctor and his awesome friend melody you know this is this is great <laughs> I'm having I, a blast. <laughs> I, this is amazing. Mel, this is so cool. I'm so happy I, to be here. I knew you were cool, but that made you sound really cool. I know. <laughs> I should have other people write my bios more often. <laughs> well, I'm for hire. I don't know. Because <laughs> I know it's impressive, but we already do this for free. No. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. A lot. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's passion. And, yeah. and you're paying your, you're giving us your passion. I love when you're so passionate for me. No, thank you very much. No, no, thank uh, you. <laughs> so I'm going to say our first question that I want to talk about, since we just talked about uh, or introduced role playing, is how does the Tory Doctor and the Melody get into character when they're playing any kind of tabletop role playing game? Oh, great. This is this is like this is right up our alley. Hey, Mel McClellan. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, wicked swell, you could say. You could it's wicked swell, Mel McClell. Uh <laughs> Melody McClellan, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, these and thems. <laughs> we got it all here. Uh getting into character for me, because I've been an actor for so long and I and like the, the, the bio said, none of that was made up, but it sounds really cool. Um, actually, some of those numbers have changed, but whatever. It's not 60, it's over 100, but that's fine. Only because um, you're older now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's not tell the viewers and the listeners at home how old I 48 am. Um, but, I wasn't uh, going to. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. It's 48 in Canadian years, so that's uh, 27 American. Uh, so... <laughs> I don't think that adds up. I think I don't. I don't. I don't do math. I'm a writer. I'm an actor. 
<laughs> I use the click clacks for math. I don't. I don't do that. Thank That's you. Exactly right. <laughs> Makes me want to uh, stay out of Canada. I don't need to prematurely <laughs> age myself. <laughs> um, so getting into character is is really a day's work uh, for us that have been acting all our lives. Really, the the four things that um, when I'm teaching musical theater, when I'm teaching acting, four things I always ask myself is what's just happened. What do I want immediately? What do I want by the end of the scene or, or the, the moment that we're in? Um, and what do we want ultimately? And our goal is to always play those wants. You can never be lost as a TTRPGer as long as you're playing those wants. What is that want in the moment? And then as soon as you know who your character is and you, you know just a, it, it, all you need is a scintilla of information. Um, and and your your story can absolutely run wild, and your uh, GM is there to just guide that character as as a director is in theater or or for the screen. Um, but uh, but your character is always just reacting because that that's all acting is. Acting is reacting to stimuli, whether it be internal or external. Right. So as long as you're reacting as your character would in that instance and you're playing your wants, not the player's wants, which often sometimes very different. Um, I remember there was a campaign I was playing where the DM was like, right, you reach into the magical pool and you pull out the one thing you think of. It was a one shot. Everyone's like, I'm pulling out armor. I'm pulling out a sword. And I really wanted a really cool sword, but my character was a half orc and he was mm -hmm. hungry. And so he's like, I want food. And then he had a, <laughs> uh, a platter of uh, unlimited food or something like that. I love so, it. But yeah, but those are the moments. Nobody ever remembers the sword. Nobody remembers the armor. But they remember that platter of food, right? Because it made for the best role-playing experience and story. That's amazing. And and on that note, because you were talking about the the GM, uh, we like to call it on the, the podcast the story weaver. And our our Beautiful. thesis about that is is that you know as a table, I'm not telling you the story. I'm not giving you this, and you just play along. I'm not the puppeteer. You know, you guys give me the story, and I weave it together to make you know the the final plot line. Is there yeah, something yeah. that you that you like about that that you want to to add on to just the idea of being a story weaver? From that, from the GM standpoint, yeah, Mel, why don't you take that over for a moment, and then I'll, I'll comment yeah. on that after. Yeah, I love that approach uh, because D and D TTRPGs and also theater, as we do it, they are collaborative efforts. Um, it's not one person doing a thing. Uh, if you, if that were the case, you know, go do a one man show or, you know, play a game on your phone. That's not why we're doing these things. It's, it is to collaborate and to connect and everything we do, uh, as, as story weavers in our realm is about that human connection. And I think that's, that's why we do these, these, these things. Um, so I think you're exactly right. It's not ever about what one person wants. If it's that find a new table um it has to be fun for everyone yeah yeah and and to piggyback onto that just like mel said you know our job as entertainers and as story weavers and as players at the table is to take an audience on a journey that audience may be mm -hmm. of just the 
the the player ourselves or or the people around the table or your streaming audience you know, the, the audience you're streaming for our goal is to always take them on a journey and as long as we're doing that and as long as we don't uh you know drop that drop that ball at any time um we're we're, we're successfully doing what we've promised them we may be giving them a storyline that's more emotional emotionally invested than than they anticipated or maybe a storyline that has more action in it than they anticipated but the one promise that we make is that we are going to take an audience on a journey and i love that take that story weavers it's brilliant wow I mean that's that's it. That's the episode, guys. That's we'll, we'll end it there. You know, uh, All right. last line. You know, hey, drinks, uh, everyone. Let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, kind of kind of along the same lines. I was wondering because we we deal in our podcast with everything from beginners to veterans, and we consider ourselves more of an, an edutainment podcast. We want to bring right. lights to to tabletop role playing games, D and D, and to just you know playing a, an awesome game with your friends. Uh, what kind of advice as far as uh, being able to get into character would you give for a new player and at the same time some advice you would give to a new story weaver as they're be beginning their role playing games and, and stuff like that, especially, you know, new players that, and the new story weavers. I know when I started way back when it was I always was always slightly intimidated by playing the character. Uh, so what kind of advice would you give to new players and story weavers? That's a really great question. Mel just started playing uh, recently. So why don't you take that over, Mel? I'm a baby player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was always interested, but I uh, I, grew, I hear your Southern accent and it makes me so happy because uh, I'm from South Carolina. Um, so, hey, y'all. Uh, <laughs> and my my dad is a Southern Baptist minister. So like D&D &D was off Ooh. the table for me growing yeah. up. Um, but I would hear about it and I'd be very excited about it. Uh, in fact, my sister and I got like some kind of fairy TTRPG for Christmas one year that came with a cassette tape that like guided you through the story and we had to take it back because we weren't allowed to play it. Um, but uh, so yeah, I'm a baby player myself, um, but loving it, always been a fantasy nerd and um, as an actor role playing, you know, obviously right up my alley. Um, <clears throat> so sort of what I take um, from my acting background as I'm here starting as a baby player um, is exactly what Tori was talking about, asking myself questions about this character. Yes, those wants and those needs, but also I like to always try to think of like, what's a secret that I have or like a, a piece of information that I know that nobody else knows. Um, and it may never come out, but I always know it and it's always informing my character. Um, it's always true whether or not anyone else ever learns about it. Little things like that can really shape a character. Um, whether it's something huge, like a big world-changing secret, or even if it's something like, I've never eaten an egg in my life, never even seen one, what's that thing? Um, those little things, when they do come up, make for really interesting story moments. Yeah, that's I'd, Mal. I don't think I could say it much better myself. It's it, it really is the development of that that character, and and, and the more you know about a character, 
Um, the, it's like uh, George Surratt's painting, Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La Grande Jatte. It's just Sunday little... in the park with George. We're going to have little exactly. musical theater moments here. Uh, yeah, it's musical <laughs> theater <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but uh, but it's, um, it's a type of painting called pointillism. And then you'll have a, uh, a red dot of paint next to a blue dot of paint. And the audience steps back and they see purple, right? Because you filled in all of those dots, your character becomes becomes the purple. So if you know all the information about your characters, and you don't, here's the thing: you don't have to, um, you don't have to give that information to everyone. Um, you don't have to give it to the DM. Key points to the DM, absolutely. But if you want to build your character world, feel free to do that. And the more you know about the character, the more you'll be able to fall into the character. And one of the things that happens is when you're playing a character for the first time, you're being vulnerable for the first time. And by that, I mean that you are putting on someone else's skin and you're afraid to be judged. As actors, we do that on the daily. We do it at every audition. We do that uh, at every show. We put on somebody else's skin and it's normal to us. But for those of you out in the audience who have never played a character before and are scared of playing characters, the um, just know that everyone around that table uh, is in the same boat and they want you to succeed and they want you to play your character. And so try that accent out. Try that, try that lateral lisp out. Because sometimes those best characters are so sweet and so sincere, right? Um, or they're aloof, you say, very aloof. Where do you, who do you think you are, right? Just try it out and play with it. And the only way you're going to get better is to continue to work at it. As, as Darnassus Nutgrey says, don't try to be perfect at something you've never tried before. That's and awesome. as thank you, thank you very much. Uh, and as for <laughs> the storytelling, the storytelling aspect as the story weaver, um, my my suggestion is this: remember, your job. We'll go back to it: is just to take people on a journey, and they're there willing you to succeed, willing you to, to, while uh, hockey is a game of inches, D&D &D is, a, is a game of numbers. Um, and when, when the role is high or when the role is low, whatever happens, it's a, it's brilliant and wonderful storytelling. And those numbers help tell that story for you right so you have a you have a captive audience that want to go on this journey trust them then you'll be able to trust yourself and you get to be all of the characters how amazing is that i love it i love it yeah definitely that sounds awesome and by the way the the voices are really really awesome i was i was like yes he's a master of them he does this in the mcdonald's drive-thru too like you never oh. know what voice is coming out yeah i guess i need I would... to practice some more because I, I i have yeah. troubles a little bit with the with the voices i talk to myself all the time and argue but the voices are a little different yeah and yeah and the voices yeah. i argue with have such great accents i don't know why i can't can't say them but um 
No, uh, I was gonna, I guess the next question I had was, um, how did you uh, like bridge that gap or make, make the connection between um, like uh, tabletop games or D&D into musical? Like, That's a great question. So um, I have been working with uh, Disney and their Broadway review show in Tokyo, Japan. And uh, they were uh, doing the world premiere of Lord of the Rings in uh, the musical in Toronto. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I'm a hum huge musical fan. And when I saw it, all of my friends were in it. I was like, this is the trifecta of perfection. This is going to be the ultimate night of theater because every single nerd nook and cranny in me was aroused emotionally for this experience. <laughs> How's that for visualization, bone daddy? Uh, incidentally, my nickname in elementary school. Doesn't matter. Oh, the boy. point is, no, I don't think it was, uh, Wait, I don't know. Oh, was, elementary uh, school? Yeah, elementary school, Bone Daddy. Because I would always, I would always bring. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I so I went to the show. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people do, including my therapist. <laughs> so I went to the show, and I was ready to love it, and I didn't. It fell short in so many areas, and I thought, well, if somebody isn't going to write the musical that I want to see, I'm going to write the musical that I want to see. And I want to take the audience on a journey that feels like a D&D &D campaign. And the only way you can do that is to make it a choose your own adventure style fantasy musical, right? Where the audience, where their, their choices affect the storyline. And so there are seven, seven spots throughout the show where the audience gets to choose. And sometimes it's a flavor choice. And sometimes that cho choice leads to the demise of of important characters um and so the i thought what a perfect way to begin than uh magic is music bards are magical right and we're at the stage now where where projections are being used a lot on uh on stage and to be quite frank it is magical. It's wonderful. And the idea that the audience, uh, the that there's, you can fight in the aisles next to an orc and a barbarian, and you can be there and experience that. How exciting is that? And then um, the cool thing about our show is there's also a secret ending, and the audience can unlock the secret ending, which will only be presented one night and one night only. It's a once-in-a-lifetime theatrical event that is canon. It's a secret that is released into the world, but no one, including the cast, knows exactly what it is. But there are hints throughout the musical and the world, because we have all, obviously, more plays and, and little mini scenes, and we've got a newsletter which has hints to all of this information. <laughs> so um, so that's the way it happened. It, I wasn't seeing what I wanted up on stage, so I decided to write it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, everything you just described sounds fantastic. I want to know the secret ending. What's the secret ending? Oh, uh, so... 43. <laughs> <laughs> 
if I say that's <laughs> what happened, just like that. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I will say that if our fans are watching this, they will try and lip read what I said. Oh, they absolutely. Are dying yeah. to know. Yeah. <laughs> I hear tell of corkboard and red string. They are really trying to put it together. Well, and Mel, when, when we have actors that know the secret ending, Mel, what's your favorite story about one of the actors? Oh, no. They had to yes. learn the secret ending because of context. Occasionally right. we have to reveal it to an actor so that they're they're <laughs> playing a character who would know that, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, and we've had, oh my goodness, the reactions are incredible. My favorite so far is uh, Justine Westby, who is an incredible actor based in Orlando. Well, she's not in Orlando anymore. She's back in Canada, but I can't remember she's where. She's in Toronto. Um, yeah. Toronto, yes. Um, she often plays Eris, our dwarf fighter who is like one of the biggest badasses I've ever seen on stage screen or television um, but she was playing another character that needed to know this so we were having a chat a zoom call with Justine and we said Justine we're gonna tell you the secret ending and she was like oh my god I don't know if I'm ready okay <laughs> okay I'm ready and we told her the, <laughs> we told her what it was and she froze for a moment and her eyes were huge and she starts fanning her armpits. Like and she's this. like, oh, <laughs> I'm sweating. Oh my gosh, I'm sweating so much right now. <laughs> and then we could see her, like we saw her eyes darting about and she was like piecing it together, hearing things that characters say or actions uh, that are taken that, that confirm that secret. And it was, oh, it was amazing. It was like watching someone understand the meaning of life all of a sudden it was really <laughs> wonderful and to be clear the actors in off the beaten path don't know but because we're we're branching out and telling the backstories of these characters uh justine for that particular show had to know that so she knew how to play that moment oh it's wonderful mm -hmm. that's incredible and uh, how did melody become yes. part of off the beaten path What's your <laughs> origin question. story? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I was born at a very young age. Um, <laughs> uh, no, about two years ago, I got a random DM on TikTok. This weirdo slid in my DMs and hey, said hey. something <laughs> along the lines of, you sing good, we be friends. Um, and I said, Very articulate. Oh, yes. <laughs> Um, so I started communicating with this random stranger on the internet, uh, despite my mother's warnings. Uh, not about this specifically, just like right. strangers in general. Yeah. <laughs> um, my mom actually loves Tori. She's met him. They're good friends. Uh, but uh, yeah, he started telling me about the show. Off the Beaten Path was already written. That is our flagship mm -hmm. musical. Um, and the first couple of spinoffs had been written. Um, and I think the third one was about to go up. He was, they were, he was writing it. They were going to perform it. And he said, I really want you to see my shows. I want you to see this world. It's like Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones meets Monty Python. And I was like, you don't have to say anything else. I am in. <laughs> um, so I watched the first one, uh, which was uh, almost like a spinoff of a spinoff like it seems like a strange place to to dive in but it was such good storytelling and every character was so fleshed out and the acting was so fantastic um that i said i need more give me more i need to see everything you have so i watched every show um and 
then I came on board first as we have a musical commissions business mm-hmm. um, where we write commissioned music for folks uh, for their games, for their tabletop role playing games or for anything else, podcasts, Twitch streams. We've done wedding music. We've done all sorts of things. Um, but I came on board first as a singer for the commissions. And then I auditioned and started doing the shows. And then as Tori and I got to be better friends, I started looking at, at how things were running. And I said, there's stuff I can do. There are holes I can fill. Um, that's n- not a euphemism. Uh, the <laughs> things that I can do to help this run more smoothly. Um, and came on board first as Tori's assistant mm-hmm. and then started helping him write shows despite my uh, insistence that I'm not a writer. Uh, I'm starting to believe it, but it's taken Tori a long time to convince me of that. Um, and yeah, we're we're I'm one of the owners of the business now, and um, very involved in the day to day. We go to cons all over North America, um, working to promote what we do, and uh, it's awesome. I get to spend every day working with my best friend and building this incredible world together. So I have That's zero awesome. complaints about that. Yeah. This is Melody's first piece that we did. I was like, can you play a pirate? And she's like, can I play a pirate? <laughs> Jake's the right old git, was a bugger for an aft. To Eileen's idea to make you walk the plank, everyone thought she was daft. And then one day it came to be that the crew had had enough. Eileen's idea was a fitting end for a captain not so tough. Yeah, that was uh, that was a commission where they were like, we've got this, this is this a new ship called Sterling Defiance, and this has this incredible backstory, and so we made it into a song, and uh, it was from the point of a view point of view of a bard, and Melody fit the fit the bill, and Melody McClone is one of the most incredible vocalists when it comes to storytelling. She can oh, sing shit. any style of music, uh, but but one of her, and she's a great uh, vocal coach and vocal teacher, but. Um, her ability to tell uh, stories through song um, and and act them at the same time, it's, it's really quite masterful. Yeah, that's so awesome. Fun. And uh, I'm so glad that I was, uh, you know, that Melody was able to come on as well, because I wasn't uh, I wasn't aware that she was actually going to be on this interview. Uh, Neither so. was I. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're not seeing my face. <laughs> it's glorious. It's one of my favorite top fen- 10 faces I've seen within the last 30 days. Aw, yeah. thanks. <laughs> uh, and so I'm going to uh, turn it a little bit towards uh, D&D and and TTRPG kind of specifically because we were just talking about origin stories. I want to hear from both of y'all. What was your first character you ever played? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, for yeah. me, that's pretty easy. Uh, it's the the protagonist of Off the Beaten Path, Caedius Westwind. Um, he's been in my brain for several decades. Uh, and, be, well, I played another character at one time named Interland, uh, he died TPK in the first <laughs> campaign, and you know I never thought of him since. But but Kydeus Westwind is the character that has been with me the longest, and I'd say he's my first real character. Uh, and when I brought the party together, writing the musical, I, I pulled my favorite characters from from the world uh, that I that I've been playing in for for a long time. So f- for me, it was Kydeus Westwind, a um, 
just scruffy nerf herder uh <laughs> kind of lovable, a lovable asshole that's right yes yes uh nickname in high school uh i was anyway. gonna say that was your subclass right just that was my lovable <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Yes. I love that. That's a great love the nickname for learning. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And I think I was there for Mel's uh, you were. first yeah, inaugural less character. Less than a year ago now. Um, Hazel Foxfire. She is a bard. Because uh, the first time I was playing, I said, I want to do, yeah, I want to play a character that's almost me. Because uh, that makes it a little bit easier as well. Um, if I know me, then I know her. I know who she is. Um, so I was like singing silly songs and making dick jokes. I can totally do that. Um, so she plays the banjo. She is a little spitfire. And uh, yeah, she's she's wonderful. I love her so much. Oh, by the way, fighter ranger. Just saying that. Multiclass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fighter very impressive. Ranger. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, we, we do this thing, and you can say no to this if you want to. We do this thing with all of our guests, because we have on our Patreon, we do what's called an NPC of the week. Mm. Okay. So every week we come up with an NPC, somebody that they can use in their campaigns. It doesn't have to be, you know, huge in-depth backstories, but we come up try to come up with something a little clever. Um, it could be anything from a, a merchant to the bard to the bartender to the barmaid to the town mayor, uh, maybe the, the guy that runs the, the sweet shop down the road. I mean, it could be anything. Sweet shop and, was my nickname in high school. Uh, <laughs> sweet shop down the road. Okay, wait, no, that's gotta be the NPC. Yeah, that's gotta I, be the NPC. I have a lot The name of is sweet shop. <laughs> All righty, so. I'm assuming you'd be willing to do this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> this is what we do. In our world, we literally have over 200 unique individual characters, and a lot of them uh, would be considered NPCs until they get their own spin-off show. I think um, one of our favorite characters, one of our favorite NPCs, is literally named E.N. P E A hyphen S E E. Yeah. So his name is NPC. And he runs uh, off the beaten path. He, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he takes care of things around here. And uh, that's Got NPC. A and a lisp. Yeah. That's right. Limp and a lisp. Limp and a lisp. I love it. Wonderful. <laughs> So we we do a round robin, and that's you you bring up a, a question that we'll put for after the uh, the NPC that we come up with, but I, I have to do it to you, Melody. Uh, Sweet Shop yeah. is going to be our name for the NPC. Wonderful, so, I love it. <laughs> so what's going to be our um, our occupation for Sweet Shop? Hmm. Well, she can literally run a Sweet Shop, or she could. A brothel would be also appropriate with a name like that. <laughs> I actually really like that. 
I like that a lot. I, I like that idea. Yeah, the, the brothel fits with our brand, so. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, oh, wonderful. Uh, really, really No, good. I'm thinking, Tori, we have the Inn of Cakes and Honeyed Tarts in our world, oh, no. which is a brothel. <laughs> and you, you see the tavern wench, uh, but we've never named her before. We've never named her before. <laughs> I think if you want to... Wow. Part of our lyrics in your world, feel free to, to have <laughs> Sweet Shop. Sweet Shop. Okay. That's it. It's canon now. <laughs> yeah, it has yep. to be. There you go. Okay. So, uh, Tori, uh, yes. let's come up with, uh, we have to come up with the race slash species of Sweet Shop. Uh, and then after that, even though it's technically an NPC and it's, you know, he or she is going to be running a brothel. What kind of class would you want this person to be as well? Mm. So race and class. Well, here, here's where it's, it's to me, it's obvious, the most beautiful and charming of classes, tiefling. Um, and oh. and I oh, think yeah. it's ideal. And in terms of uh, class, who else to look after people who steal things than a rogue, because the rogue knows Absolutely. all the tricks. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> all right. Oh, I love his character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can so write the... a show right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's do it. We've got uh, 15 minutes. All right. <laughs> Honestly, look, Ready. we're joking, but he's written like six scenes today for a show that we're performing on Monday. So Goodness. that's really crank out. Yeah, he could crank out a, a quick show. <laughs> Man, <laughs> uh, I'll throw it to Bone Daddy. Um, oh God. Right. <laughs> because your name's Bone Daddy. This is where it goes off the rails. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited bone to give bone. a dog a bone. <laughs> Small aside to, to to this because of that joke. Every for about three weeks that we started the NPC of the week, I kept asking Bone Daddy to name our NPCs, and we had things like semen and hard and just really you know things that were maybe on i'm not good at it <laughs> i i beg to argue it sounds like you're terrific at it um, so bone daddy yeah. what let's let's give kind of an encounter for our our potential players that are going to meet this npc uh okay. what okay. kind of encounter as they enter this brothel and they see sweet shop What's something, what, what kind of interaction are we going to get? Um, Sweet Shop is uh, really flirty, um, understanding where you are and what you're here for, and um, has like these like hard to decipher names for the various things that you're in there for that are like based on candies and sweets. So it's just like listing down. Like, oh, I love it. You want licorice? <laughs> are you looking for... <laughs> In the market for, for a bonbon? Candy, a <laughs> I've got a plethora of suckers. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I've just lost 40 gold out of my bank account right now. <laughs> you want some nerds? Uh. God. We're flush with them around here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So uh. to finish it off, Thorn, your favorite part. Give Sweet Shop a quirk. Okay, so, so Sweet Shop, she has this... this she loves candy and she loves sweets. So no matter what, when you walk in, she's sucking on a, a sucker, has some licorice <laughs> chewing on. Uh, she's 
she has like this strange ability in a bag on her side that literally it has an endless supply of candy and it's constantly she's constantly eating candy and she doesn't even realize she's doing it sometimes she'll be talking and she's eating candy and people are like can you stop eating the candy when i'm talking she's like i'm not eating candy i don't know what you're talking about. And she's just constantly <laughs> eating candy. I love it. There it is, guys. <laughs> wow. Man, I, I love, love her so much. <laughs> okay. So we do something called Rudels. And Rudels right. are writing doodles that kind of fit in the world. Um, before, before long, I have to write the show for Monday. But my job <laughs> after Monday, I will send you the rudel with sweet shop and so yes. and you can send that out to your patreon and then all of the characteristics that we just talked about are gonna be um oh man in that riddle <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> yes uh, and speaking of that, since we I, are, I'm are... just gonna go ahead and put dibs on playing her if she ever. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> when we when we put it up in, in the Patreon, we will have to put this up thing. This is Melody's player. Nobody else. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. We don't put. We can't put that. This is Melody's character. We just have to put. This is Melody. <laughs> just I ain't gonna lie. I know her well. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty accurate. <laughs> so uh, we are coming down to uh, the, the time that we allotted for today. Uh, so two things. The first thing is Tori and Melody. We would love to have you guys back on. Uh, and I know Melody gave me a link well, to yeah. kind of uh, to schedule that stuff in. So I'm just giving you a heads up. There's going to be another one of us in in the Calendly link uh, to schedule it. a part I will be, two. <laughs> I will be ready to appear on camera next time. Perfect. That's a sweet show. <laughs> I love it. If you if you do, I'll show up in full garb for Illidine. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, a, you've got yourself a deal. All right. <laughs> so everyone costumed next time as well? Yeah, I, yeah we can hear it. If you want me for Darnassus Nutgraze, I am glad to have him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. That is the character, by the way, on Monday. Character, uh, the Chronicles of Dar, and it's about Darnassus Nutgrays. So, um, I am so going to try to watch that. Yeah, I saw the, the, some of the teasers do. on on TikTok and YouTube. I'm so excited. The, the, uh, Dar is going to be my favorite character. I just know it. Uh, <laughs> the little clips Dar that I've seen to be of a Dar. Throwaway character. Yeah, he was supposed to be like a cameo. It, in fact, it was in the first show that I ever saw. Uh, uh, Tori was like, "I'm playing a cameo. No big deal." And then the fans fell in love with him, and yeah. he made a couple more appearances, and now he has his own spin-off series. He says wonderful things like, um, uh, he, he wants to whistle your wetness. <laughs> <laughs> wet your whistle. Yes. I'm sorry, did I say that wrong? Did I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just it. filmed a TikTok. With this. It says, Dar says, uh, stop fingering your phone. Wow. <laughs> Haven't caught that one yet, but I will. It's, oh yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And there's a bunch of that in, in Monday's show, I promise you. Oh, awesome. I can't wait. I'm so I, I do love you. your just the tip uh on TikTok is <laughs> <laughs> 
Just the, the way you. that y'all say it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed having just the tip. <laughs> uh, so the second thing that uh, I brought up was how do our listeners get in touch or at least find you guys? Uh, obviously off the beaten path musical, but can you give us a, a link to share or, you know, how, how are we going to find you guys? Mal McLeod, you're the genius of this. Yeah, um, absolutely. OBPmusical.com uh, is our sort of headquarters. We are OBP Musical on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Um, I think we're something slight. We're the musicals of Tori Doctor, I think, on Facebook. Uh, but if you search Off the Beaten Path, you'll find us easily. Um, if you have specific questions, you can email me. It's Melody, like music, M-E-L-O-D-Y, at obpmusical.com. Um, yeah, I think those are our main places. And OBP stands for Off the Beaten Path. Off so. the Beaten Path, yeah. yeah. That's perfect. And we'll we'll put those links at the, the bottom of, you know, the description notes and the, the doodly-doo at the bottom. Uh, so it'd perfect. be perfect. Uh, and so for the regular podcast, that is going to be the end. Uh, our final uh, question that I usually ask is, I'm a new story weaver. I just got my first book. What do I do? Oh, great question. Right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> run away. Run away. <laughs> you do. You're going to be a forever DM, my friend. Uh, you got your first book. Uh, what do you do? You take the best parts of the adventures that you loved. You make them your own. And, and uh, that way you'll be able to weave an adventure that you know you loved. Um, and obviously... IP is very important. We don't want to steal others' others' work. We want to be inspired by others' work. So make sure that you take the best of all the campaigns, the adventures, the fantasy stories, the, the video games that you've played, and put them into your story. Because if you're having fun, um, it's a good chance that your that your players and that your audience will have fun as well. The one tip I will say, pacing is incredibly important. Always remember, you never want your audience to look away. So don't give them the time to. I love it. Yeah. And with that, remember to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied. What's up, Weavers of the Realm? As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you haven't already, click that like button and subscribe or follow us on your chosen platforms. It goes a long way to help us grow. Uh, and if you liked the intro music that we just used, it was made with the help of The Hobby Hub on YouTube and Saturn Imaging Production Company. Uh, also, if you want exclusive content like NPC of the Week, Discord access, and behind the scenes, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast. And of course, the link to our merch store, social medias, and all the other podcast uh, platforms are available on our link tree in the show notes. Good luck in your games, steal everything, and have fun.